Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between. I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am like giddy, like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> Um, as I am like anticipating this conversation, um, you all are in for um, an absolute treat and a ride today. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it's going to be a ride um, because I have um, a good friend, um, a former client of mine um, on this episode, and I am intentionally not going to share his full name for his privacy. Uh, but you are going to get all of the juice. Um, so we worked together. Oh my gosh. What was it like five years ago? Five years ago. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. It's so wild. And recently he, um, he sent me a voice note just being like, yo, Kaylin. Oh my God. My life is amazing. I can't even freaking believe like what has unfolded, you know, and we've, it's been a number of years since we worked together. Um, but we've like, just, oh, you know, we've always kept in touch and we have just so many like circles in common, quite frankly. So it's like, well, I think you're just stuck with me for life, dude. <laughs> and, um, so in any case, when I got that voice note, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how have I not had him on the podcast? Um, so what you should know about uh, about him, the mysterious him is um, so he lives in Brooklyn. Um, so that's where we met in New York. And he's um, a coach, a leader, um, such a strong advocate in the queer community um, and just really like a stand for people to reinvent their lives, like no matter what, where they are, like if they're entrepreneurs, if they're in the corporate world and like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to stay in the corporate world. Um, you know, he's just always been such a, such a stand for, uh, for people. And, um, over the course of our time working together, you know, we, we had so many different kinds of conversations and, and he's actually given me permission to, you know, as it comes up today in the conversation to just share some of those themes. So, uh, you can imagine working with me, we ended up talking, um, a lot about sexuality and, um, just like full, full expression as it relates to sexuality, um, and just in the world and, you know, entrepreneurship, so many conversations that we had. 
And um, so today I just really want to like catch up with you and um, and and really share with, you know, share with you all my listeners um, just the the journey and whatever, like whatever kinky gold wants to come out of this. <laughs> so how's that for an intro? I love that intro. I feel like <laughs> it's weird to not have my name said, but to be yeah. described. But yeah, great intro. We're starting <laughs> off strong. Totally. And, you know, and I will just also tell you all that I am like, I want to know some of the details of, uh, of of your life, you know, because I know since we work together, it's like you have um, just uh, really had a lot of breakthroughs around your sexuality. So I'm here for all of it, but especially like uh, just your exploration into like BDSM and pup life and, you know, all of these things. I'm like, okay, uh, tell me all the goods. So what's happening for you right now? Like just like land us in your life right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good question. So I'll update you as if we're just chatting. So the big update for me right now is that I am in a full-on polyamorous relationship. <laughs> and I never, ever would have thought this was where my husband and I would arrive. Yeah. And not only is it a polyamorous relationship where I have a lover and a husband, but also I'm now in a puppy pack. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a little band of pups that I hang out with. And it, it's so much. A, it's a lot of people relate to it as like a kink or a fetish thing. And for me, it's mm -hmm. so much more about the, the brotherhood. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like I really, so much of my middle school years, high school years, I didn't ever feel like I got to fully experience them as like a boy. Like I, my boyhood felt robbed from me in a lot of ways. And so the experience of being in a puppy pack has really like reclaimed like my, I feel like 12, my years from like oh. eight to 15 are so reclaimed. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're definitely going to have to go in that, but what I feel like you have something else to say. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's just that my, it's, I, I mean, in the fact that, um, my husband is like so on board with it and that he sees how important it is to me. And that like, my lover is also in the pack and my lover is also, um, mm. he relates to me as like, I'm his boy. He's my, <laughs> my handler. He's like my pup handler. Stop! So it's just a lot going on. So that's where we are today. We're like, my days look very interesting, very sexually charged, very erotic, very sexually liberated, super like delicious and lots of orgasms and lots of like manhood and boy stuff. Mm. And I just love it. That's where we are today. Wow. Oh my gosh. I just, I just so acknowledge you <laughs> for creating, like, it feels like you've just created a whole world that really honors like the many facets of your spirit. <laughs> 100%. Um, it is a whole world. That's how I relate to it too. It's like, I feel like now that I'm in this world, it feels so obvious and easy. But getting here, I it just. Oh, my God. Totally elusive. 
Yeah. Well, and I really, I want to like go back a little bit to just paint the picture because I feel like your, um, your story of like where you started in your relationship, like sexually speaking, it's just, it's so, it's so common. (laughs) And so, yeah, let's just like, you know, kind of, I don't know how far back you want to go. Um, I mean, you know, five, five, six years ago, um, when we first started working together, I mean, I remember just some of those conversations where it was like, this man, I'm so clear. Like he is the love of my life. He is such a partner, you know, like I could just always feel, um, just the level of devotion that you have to your husband. You know, like, and that was always um, consistent, like it never, even if like, it's like, okay, we have this disagreement or this low point or whatever thing. I just remember the energetics of like, just the pure devotion that you had for him then. And if you've, you've just always had for him. And there was this piece of like, okay, like our sex life. Oh man, what are we going to do here? Uh-huh. So do you want to just talk a little bit about that like period of time and how that was and what you noticed? Yeah, I really, I always knew that I was a very sexual person. I even now I'll call myself um, hypersexual and I, but I have an empowered relationship to what that means. Like, I don't mean it. And like, a, there's something wrong that I want sex all the time. Yeah. And my husband is just not sexual to the same degree. Our libidos are very different. Our appetite mm-hmm. for sex is super different. And so there was just a very big misalignment. Mm-hmm. And the experience I was having at the time was, in retrospect, I now see that what was going on was me feeling like there was something wrong with me for two reasons. One, why do I want so much sex? And I thought that was wrong. And two, I thought, why can't I get it? Why am I in a relationship and I still can't get it? There must be something wrong with me. Like this is my fault. And I, and in a lot of ways, I think I was using coaching as a weapon against myself to be like, I should be able to create this thing for myself, but I can't. And the fact that I can't means it's me. And really, oh, yeah. and actually, it's actually, and I had so much drama around it at this time. I mean, we talked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> now I'm just like, oh, it's as simple as people have different like sexual desires. <laughs> The end. (laughs) And now we just need to work around that, you know, but when there's so much shame laced into it and, Mm -hmm. you know, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with us? Totally. And this is, wow. Yeah. I think this is such a, um, such a common experience because it's like, not only are there just like different, um, sexual appetites, it's like people, um also just have different things that like turn them on you know and and so it's like uh it, it it's so possible to find someone that has like all the same things and you might not right <laughs> and you might be like we're matched in all these other ways 
Mm-hmm. No. And so it's like, how do you actually work with that? Yeah, that's exactly right. Like what you described it as devotion, what my husband and I have is devotion, but I relate to it as the quality of trust. Like mm-hmm. the experience of trust is so there with us. And it always has been from the very minute I met him, I was like, I trust this guy. I feel so safe with this man. I feel yeah. so supported. I mean, the level I could be like, I could say tomorrow, I want to sell everything and join the circus. And he'd be like, oh, I love that for you. Let's make it happen. You know, anything I, <laughs> I break up, he's a yes to it. And so to feel that, I mean, that beautiful. And the sexual desires were just mm-hmm. totally, just not an, an and a natural immediate mm. alignment. Yeah. Totally. Um oh, that is so good. Like to and you know the other thing that I really hear in what you're saying and that I want people to hear is like you just went through a process of sort of like like getting right with that and just being in acceptance and approval. Mm-hmm. You know, and you did have to work through some like layers of shame and, you know, all the all the stuff that you felt about it. But the what I really hear that you came to was just like full acceptance and love and approval. And that is so healing. Majorly like. I, I mean, I could say so much about this. It wasn't until the pandemic that it started to shift for me because what happened, what where it really started to crack open. Yeah. Because what happened was in the past, my husband and I would have some degree of openness around like, sometimes I could do things outside of our marriage. Sometimes I couldn't, but then the pandemic happened and it was literally just him and me for two years. And in that two years, like, I don't know that we had sex more than like one, maybe, Mm -hmm. but I just started having a ton of sex with myself Mm. and it started to, it transformed the way that I saw myself, like looking in the mirror and masturbating and seeing my own body and relating to myself as beautiful and relating to my desires as really hot and only being with my own desire and having no one else to distract I just started to be able to see myself more accurately. And I started to relate to like the pleasure that I could give myself as so powerful. And then I also found online this whole community of men who were like masturbating during the pandemic and they had a whole like vibe around this. Yeah. Like it was this like um, the, the solo, the solo sex movement. Yeah, totally. It was that. So oh I don't, my gosh. Yeah, I don't relate to myself as solo sexual, but finding yeah. a community of men who do. And also a lot of men will, will um, it's called, they call themselves baiters. I now re- relate to myself as a baiter as well, which is like B-A-T-O-R. <laughs> oh, oh yes. The, yeah, it's a whole I, I love, wait, it, uh, yeah, um, what's his name? Ren. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ren, with, exactly. yeah, he has this whole movement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be- Beastly Bader online, y'all. If you're curious about this, go find his Instagram. He's amazing. Okay, yeah. continue. <laughs> so I, I found myself in this Bader community. And mm-hmm. then I started hearing, I would start getting reflect back to me like, you're so hot. 
oh my God, bro, bro, bro. And it was a lot of like bro talk, which I had never, I would die without to me like years ago. I would have been you're, like, do not. You're like, bro. fuck bros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I started giving myself the permission to love this because I did secretly love it. Like getting called bro and dude and like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I love your cock, bro. You're so fucking hot, man. Like, show me your pit. Like, just really, (laughs) yeah, like really dirty man, like just super, super masculine energy around it. And then sitting with my own masculine energy and like being witnessed that way and stepping into it, it unlocked something in me that had just been dying to come out. And it was my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do I need to go? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, let's just like slow down. Okay. You know me. I just love all the little details. And this is like so full of gold. Um, Yeah. Wow. Everybody just like slow down and take that for a minute. You know? (laughs) Whoa. So this is like you started like working with your shadow because there what i hear is like there was this part of you the part of you that actually does love the like bro like it's like the masculine like the ultimate masculine part of you that's like yeah man bro like whatever archetype that is you had some resistance to it in the past, I imagine, because in your childhood, like the, those dudes were not kind to you. Right? What? You're hitting the nail exactly on the head. Like, yeah. I didn't have an experience. That's why the, the puppy thing is also so healing. Yeah. Having not, I never felt like, I, I remember being um, 12, 13, like that, that, age where you start to lift weights or a lot of guys will. Right. And I was so uncomfortable with the experience of being in the gym, being around men grunting. Mm. I I was just like, I'm, I can't be around this. This is too much man, boy. And, and I Um. really always saw myself as like the put together, polished, smart kid, like good posture, well-dressed, well-spoken, like very cerebral. And then this like bro, (laughs) right. And it's like, you know, the thing about this is that like, we all, um, gosh, my retreat co-leader Vicky said something at the retreat a couple of weeks ago. She was like, we are all, all of it. Right. It's like you have this like bro part in you, whatever amount of that, like we all just like have some of each of, you know, all of the archetypes. Right. And all of the identities. It's like we actually all we are all one (laughs) and we all have some part of that in us. And that part of you, I really just hear, you know, from your childhood, it makes complete sense that you would like kind of abandon that part of you and shun it and be like, oh, no, bro culture. Oh, hell no. Like bro culture shamed me and abandoned me. Like I am not that. And then 
oh my god the alchemy of having all of this sexual energy to transmute your relationship with that archetype like literally creating heat in your body through your sex i oh my god this is so brilliant <laughs> yeah it was like that that was what was so incredible <laughs> about the Bader community too was that there's oh. so much talk about the experience of an orgasm and like full body orgasm prolonged mm -hmm. edging staying at the edge as long as you possibly can and then being yeah. witnessed in the release um there, I also got into, do you know the term gooning? Have you heard of that? Gooning? I have not. Please it's, educate me. Yeah, it's like a, it's like you basically like totally surrender to just being like, basically like drooling all over yourself. Like your face is just like, you know, you might go cross-eyed, stick your tongue out, like very like primal I've animal. Oh, almost like just like going into com complete involuntary, just like. Yeah whatever wants to come through uh-huh like exactly. full fully letting go actually yeah total let go and also it's ugly so you're like it's it's not there's no performance you're just like this is the fucking ugliest shit but it's so hot oh like, yeah you know so oh my god this is so hot i love this whole thing <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know i i do so much work with um self-pleasure as it relates to clitorises you know but i don't have as much exposure to like this world mm -hmm. and um yeah so it's just like it's so beautiful just hearing you like share i'm like oh my god all of these things are happening you know yeah, it's it is. I I've thought about it for years because I knew of your work in right. that realm too. I almost relate to like the bait. They call it the bait brotherhood, mm -hmm. and it's men all over the world. By the way, it's not like this is some unique thing. It is mainly gay, like cisgender gay men. But yeah. there are there are other like kind of people peppered in. There's definitely some bi guys and straight guys and trans, mm -hmm. but. For the most part, it's cisgender gay men just really affirming and acknowledging one another in mm -hmm. your total pleasure. And it's like, it's, it's crazy to think how letting the shadow, like letting my shadow actually have this experience. It, it, I used to think, I mean, like it's, it's, it's as, it's as, um, stark as not thinking I was attractive, like three years ago, I literally didn't think I looked good. I would be like, mm. I need to lose weight. I need to put on muscle. I need to do this. I need to do that. Going through this, I'm like, oh my God, I'm hot. Like, have I been hot this whole time? Like, was I hot the whole time? Like, and it's like, oh my gosh. Well, and it's, I mean, you know this, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like you got this from this, but it's like, it's all just your energy. That's what's yeah. hot. <laughs> Newsflash, yeah. everybody. Like, Every human has the capacity to be hot. 100% of human beings can be like hot. Like 100%. 100% of human beings are, right? They mm. We all have that inside of us. And isn't it, I don't know if, I'm sure you've had this experience, but like 
for me, what I notice, like being in circles, you know, of people who are just like in touch with their sex at such a deep primal level. I just find myself being attracted to people who like, I'm like, Oh, like if I just, I don't know, would have been presented with a photo of them like 10 years ago, you know, um, the person that I was then, like, I, I would have been like, I don't know, aesthetically, like, I'm not really like into that person or whatever. But I'm like, oh, my God, if I can feel your turn on, mm-hmm. you know, and like your gorgeous attention, then like I, the looks thing, it just really falls to the wayside. You know, you know, not like it's completely irrelevant, but like for me, it just becomes so way less important. It is not important at all. And <laughs> What I really, it, this is how I found my lover was, I was like, this man just is sexual energy. He oh, brings it yeah. everywhere and, and he knows it too. And you can just like, everyone relates to him and experiences him in that energy. It's, you can't get away from it. It's like, mm. and I was like intoxicated by it. I was like, oh my God, give me all of that and that's how we kind of met was through just the energy of it oh my gosh okay so there are just so many directions okay we're this is all we're going to be talking about this entire episode (laughs) I can tell maybe we'll go somewhere else but um okay what there's a few things let me slow down Kaylin I'm just like whoa yeah this is so much sensation it's so, uh, it is like so nourishing. It's such a gift. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, that's what the first message I sent to you was. It was a thank you for the five years that got me to this point. Mm-hmm. Because this only started, the, the pup stuff started a year ago. The polyamorous relationship started maybe, just call it six months ago. Yeah. But it was five years of unwinding, untangling, calming down, giving myself more and more permission, unsubscribing from the arbitrary rules that govern the world we live in. <laughs> and um, you called it high sensation. and. That is how my life feels like every day right now. It's so much like, um, I mean, to being in love with two men, having tons of really intimate brotherhood experience with these pups, literally running around Brooklyn with a puppy hood on and pretending to be a pup. (laughs) It's a lot of um, physical touch, emotional closeness it's a lot more vulnerability it's a lot of being seen it's a it is so high sensation that's the perfect Mm -hmm. description of it yeah totally oh my gosh I well and the thing I want to say about this um high sensation piece is that it you've actually expanded your 
your nervous system's ability to hold that much sensation Uh because you have been on a healing journey for five years, Uh (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so it's like this, the, what you have now, there's no way you could have fully held it five years ago. Like, and this is the thing I think, um, I think that's like easily misinterpreted, you know, when I talk about like, oh yeah, like live your life based in desire. People are like, oh my God, you know, that sounds so fun. And it is right. Let's be very clear. But like the, the, what it takes to actually heal your body and heal your yourself on a spiritual level to then be able to hold that level of sensation that part like isn't always fun Mm -mm. no it's been a real bitch i mean like (laughs) i'm just thinking i mean kaylin i think you remember the first time i will i'll share that i cheated mm-hmm. on my husband early on and that was yeah. like the first big breakdown was oh yeah i mean yeah <laughs> and you're like maybe do anger on purpose or you go scream into a pillow and i did <laughs> and when i think of how much growth i had to go through in terms of my ability to be honest with myself honest with others right reveal what i really wanted uh, work through the shame of of wanting things that were allegedly taboo. You know, there there was so much work that went into it, and now now that I have it, it's also um, operating at that expanded level. It also does require still a level of communication that I think. I mean, being in two successful relationships, imagine one relationship. Now imagine two of them. And then imagine those two have to like get along too. It is oh. like a lot of, um, it, it only works because the three of us are who we are and we show up the way we show up. And oh, that, yeah. it's not by accident. It's all chosen. This stuff, this stuff is complicated. It's... <laughs> It just, it really, it requires something and it requires like a level of attention that um, I think like many people are just not willing to invest in, you know, like people Mm -hmm. in the world, like I just hear a lot of people being like, oh yeah, you know, polyamory. Oh my God. You know, like it sounds cool. (laughs) And the level of like work and attention and intention Uh that I think it takes to have a really grounded polyamorous relationship is, I mean, it's extraordinary. Uh I, I truly, I've started to relate to myself as kind of living at the the cutting edge. I, I never saw myself, especially sexually from being like the, the guy who couldn't get sex. And if I did, it's because I was cheating on my husband to, the, to this guy that I am today. I'm like, oh my God, I'm living in this very boundary pushing way. And in a way that I don't see modeled in the world. And, um, mm-hmm. but it, I, I think it has just been, I don't know. I've just like, I've just grown into, I've loved who I've grown into. 
And I, I also think if you had shown me like a snapshot of like a random Thursday night of my life and what that would look like, if you'd shown that to me five years ago, I would have been like, no, that's not possible. That's not right. Like, no way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel the same way. I like I couldn't have even like conceptualized the life that I have now, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's actually another piece I want people to hear is like, you don't have you don't even know what's going to be available. But it's like you just have to keep following, you know, like you have and like I have just like, okay, what's the next really true thread that wants to come through? Oh, God, this is going to be a challenging one. Okay, what's the next thread? What's the next thread? Uh (laughs) Yeah, it's one. It's the next obvious move. And for me, too, I think. For me, most of my transformational journey has happened along the lines of sexuality and mm-hmm. and intimacy mm-hmm. and my relationship with men, because most of the other aspects of my life are fully handled and they have been for a long time. So I don't lack confidence professionally. I'm not there's just areas where I don't need to be coached or need to like be at the cutting edge of transformation where Mm-hmm. Whereas this is my zone. This is where it happens. This is where I learn about myself the most. And this is where I learn. Um, this is where I, I have found the most rich gold. And it, it feels it feels like an imperative. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. an optional thing for me. I'm like, it feels like something I, um, I'm just so compelled because there's true yearning for something. So I'm just following that next thing that I want, that next thing that I want. And it's, so it doesn't feel like I don't, I don't sit down and be like, where are the areas where I want to transform my life? I'm more like, okay, I really want sex. <laughs> like that was the first thing, right? <laughs> so then you're doing, you're, you're like doing anything it takes to get it because you truly want it. And then like, there's another thing. And then you just, I've just naturally, yeah, yeah. Na- it feels very natural, but it does take a well, lot of work to make it happen. Yeah. And I, you know, oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, and actually like the thing I just, um, want to call out here is that this process that you're talking about of just like, okay, what's like allowing the unfolding, you know, um, that's like, it's really feminine, you know, and it's, and the thing, um, that I that I know about you is that you actually like you can hold the masculine very beautifully like you do that so well in so many areas of your life and then there are these other places where like you just hold the feminine so beautifully Mm. you know and it's so um and it's so integrated Mm -hmm. you know I love hearing that thank you that's a beautiful reflection I really appreciate it Yeah, it's so it really occurs to me now. And I also want to say that, like, I mean, when you first came to me, you were like mostly in a masculine world, Uh you know? It's just like, okay, like, what is practical? What is the plan? Uh You know, and it was, it was interesting, I think, um, 
you know, I'm just sort of like seeing this now, like years and years later, but it's like at that time, I was also coming from a masculine world and really like going deeper onto my feminine path, you know? Uh And so I just remember some of those, like, yeah, some of those earlier, early conversations um, of just like having, having you like, look at your feminine energy and be like, oh, like, let's get curious about this. And so it's just amazing to like, see the way, how much you've grown in trusting that side of yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Even even having my relationship with my lover be very open-ended. Like, when does this end? When does it, when do we, there's no knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And even that's very different from how it's set up with my husband, because with my husband, we have decided that we will be at each other's deathbed and we are in an agreement and he and I hold that agreement. And it's very, and that's a very masculine kind of way to do it you know we've decided (laughs) and now we're going to fulfill on the promise we've made and that's so different from and this other guy is now in our life and how's that fit and how do the boundaries shift over time and we all are kind of like we don't know and there's a lot more uncertainty and a lot more just letting it unfold and I I find myself wanting to be like let's Let's plan what the, what are the boundaries going to be in quarter four of this year? And it's like, <laughs> no, it, what will really happen is somebody's feelings will get hurt and then we'll realize we need a new boundary or we need a new way of doing it. Yeah, totally. You know, I think that's also, that's um a, an important piece of the conversation. Maybe I, I think I want to hear a little bit about um, just the dynamic of like, how you, I mean, how your husband came to a place of being like a yes to this, right? And just sort of, you know, some of like how you navigated some of those conversations and, and just like what the what the dynamic is like between you and your husband, but also between the three of you. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband used to say when we, so he and I have been in therapy together for five years, probably. The whole time, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Oh, Karen, Karen. I love Karen. Karen. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Karen. Bring Karen on the podcast. She'll be like, what is this? What are you even talking about? Oh, I don't what? know anything about desire. Like, why oh, am I on here? My God, I that would be a trip. <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. So actually, yeah, we worked, we've worked with Karen longer than be- from before I even was working with you. Yeah. And so first and foremost, imagine call it six six years of weekly therapy with someone that is a powerful structure like oh my god that's incredible mm -hmm. and my husband used to say that he felt like sometimes I was boiling him alive like he was a frog in a pot and I just kept turning up the heat turning up the heat and before he knew it he would be kind of boiled yeah and And I can see how he would have that experience because in some ways that is what was happening, right? I was constantly inviting more, asking for more, pushing the boundaries, putting my, putting myself out there. I don't know how or when the shift happened, but something happened in him where he started being such a yes to us and to me. And the way he would start describing it was that 
if it's good for you, I just want you to be happy. And I know that if you're happy, that like that will make us our best. And so, oh. yeah. And, and he also, he, he's also so humble and he'll say, I can see that there are parts of you that I know I cannot fill. And I want you to have everything that you desire. And so whatever you need to have what you desire is what I want you to have, even if it's uncomfortable for me. Now that's love. love. (laughs) So go ahead. Wow. I mean, you know, wow. Just like, I just have such an appreciation for that man, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I also just want to call out that, I, I mean, I think for him to get to that place, like it really took years, years. And um, I imagine also just the like the safety of knowing like you're not going anywhere. Yep. I, um, I relate to myself as very good at commitments and following through on commitment. And I, and I love that about myself. And that is a very masculine energy. Yeah. I love it because that kind of reliability means that you can, it's like, I I almost think of it like a furnace. Like we've built this incredible like thing that now we can put high, high heat inside of it and it can be held still. Yeah. And he does feel a lot of safety and I feel a lot of safety with him. And so when we're out exploring, we know that the relationship is not going to break. There's nothing that's going to break the relationship except for the things that we've said would break the relationship. And we know not to do those things. Oh, ooh, do you want to share any of them or does that does that feel a little closer to home? No, it's really it's actually really it's so practical and basic that it's like, wow, if this is what it yeah. is, then we just won't do that. Yeah. One of the, mo- the the number one thing that he said to me from the very beginning was you when we started opening up, this is. Before polyamory, this was just, yeah, maybe hook up with somebody. It was Mm -hmm. never in our home. He Mm. said, this is our space. This is our home. Yeah. Do not bring anybody over. Don't kiss them in the front yard. Don't walk by and slap their ass in front on the sidewalk. It is, this is our home and it's sacred. And I'm always home at night with him and sleeping in the bed with him. Mm. he needs the home like that is his like thing sanctuary it's his sanctuary yeah and and at first I resented that that request I was like oh my god so I if I'm gonna do anything I have to like go out on the streets or you know this is so impractical and I live here too and you know right of course yeah then I got to the point where I was like oh my god this is our space so if this space Mm. is always ours as long as I'm in here it means we're together yeah. And if we're just sitting there, we could be staring at the ceiling. We could be talking, not talking, watching TV. But we've we've created this space for us. And that has it work. And it's and he yeah. and I accidentally once did kiss a boy in the front yard. <laughs> and that almost did break that, the relationship. Yeah. OK. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was thinking, oh, this is fine. Whenever the guy walking home from the bar, Wesley saw it and he was like, my husband saw it and he was like, absolutely never again. I need you to understand that I've never been close to thinking that we weren't going to make it, but this is, this is as close as I've ever gotten. And then I was, I really understood 
the message. Yeah. Don't bring boys home. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even bring them on the block. (laughs) You can kiss them maybe a few blocks away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but that's so um, beautiful, right? To just like to meet him there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because then let go. Yeah, because then then I it's the same thing that he gives to me. What's good for him is good for us. Right. Good for me. So right from that place, we're always even when I'm uncomfortable with a request or um, well, this is this is an interesting detail too. he I have no problem with him bringing anyone home. And in the years we've been doing this, he brought one person home and it was two weeks ago while I was what? Out yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh how what yeah okay so he started exploring now mm-hmm. oh my god wait tell like how was that for you how did it feel I called like five friends <laughs> was celebrating I'm like yes yes this is happening this is great because yeah. I relate to sexuality as such a awesome thing and to yeah. watch him not have much, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. He's just not as sexual. So watching him explore and open up, even if it's with someone else, I'm such a yes to it. Oh, and I'm even a yes to it being in our house. And I'm a yes to it being in our house, even though I don't have the same luxury of bringing people here. So Great. wow, this is like, okay, this is partnership. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is really amazing. Well, because, and that's where I go back to this, the experience of actual trust. So yeah, I don't, I've had people comment and say things like, well, how can you live through that double standard? And don't you see that he's trying to control you or this or that? And I'm like, no, but I'm experiencing actual trust with this person and I'm experiencing actual partnership. So someone else's interpretation of it is is not aligned with the experience I'm having (sighs) yeah oh my gosh okay yeah this is this is amazing I really acknowledge you because that the like ah, people get so hooked by this double standard thing in the Mm -hmm. world (laughs) yeah yeah just see just being like okay what do you actually need here to feel safe what do I need? Okay. We do not have the same needs. You don't actually need to restrict both parties in the relationship based on one person's need. Like you can just get each other's needs met and then experience ex- like uh, expansion in places where you're able to. That's exactly right. So he said to me, he thanked me. He said, thank you for being so open with letting, with giving me the freedom to bring someone home, which he's had that freedom for multiple years. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in like three years that he's ever <laughs> taken me up on the off. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he said, because if I had had to go to this guy's place, I probably wouldn't have gone. And I probably wouldn't have had the experience because it wouldn't have felt safe or secure. Right. It's like, it's a new experience for him. Mm hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. That is so gorgeous. And how was it for him? He said it was really good. We haven't gone into the details. I'm still going to do that. 
I want to know. I want to know like everything. Like tell yeah. me everything. Give me that play by play. Yeah. Play by play. Hot moment. Yeah. yeah. He's not so much. He's like not that. as much. He's not like a big like, let me make a big production of this thing. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so the, the, the real breakdown in this situation was that my lover, who is not allowed to come into our home and have sex with me or right. even like cuddle or anything like that, like um, felt very like. Um, uh, what word did he use? He said he felt like he was at the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, some other, oh, yeah, like right. Some other, other random or well, mm-hmm. like a new person, let's call him. Yeah, random. I mean, yeah, like yeah, someone kind like of former. Yeah, like some random yeah. person is allowed in your house with my husband, but right. I'm not allowed in the house. What does that say about his respect for me? How he sees uh, me, how he views you. But if you know my husband, you know the fact that him being okay with my lover being around at all is like the biggest. He respects the shit out of him. Right. Just doesn't look the way that my lover would want right. it to. Yeah. Yeah. The way oh, my yeah. husband expresses love and the way that mm. my lover receives love are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. Hmm. Is there anything else that you want to share just about? like how how the three of you have navigated or you know how in each of those individual relationships like you've sort of navigated the dynamics because this is pure gold I think it's (laughs) like you're just like you're out there doing you know relationship research and this is um from the outside, if people are just like, oh, yeah, OK, this like polyamorous thing, right, that seems like, oh, OK, yeah, that's like a normal thing in the world um, and or normal is what is normal. But, you know, that's like, OK, that's that's a thing that people know exists. Um, but to navigate it with this level of consciousness <laughs> And connection is not standard uh-uh. in the world. Like, and there's actually no playbook for this at anywhere. <laughs> there are some great, you know, open relating, polyamorous kind of like books out there. But even that, I find, I'm like, you're just creating a whole new, like, a whole new paradigm. Uh-huh. It is so exciting. And it's so scary because it's very uncertain what's going to happen. And also you ask, I will ask myself, am I, am I playing with fire? Am I going to break the good stuff? I think, um, but what I'm, what I'm really learning is it, it, it just would have to be the exact right people. It, yeah. It almost just feels like, because I never said I wanted to be in a polyamorous relationship. I just happened to start loving someone and then falling in love with them inside of my little puppy pack, which I said yes to, you know. Oh, yeah. This is an important distinction, too, because I I see people out there being like, well, I just like want to find another partner or this or that and so often I think it comes from like trying to fill a void versus just like oh wait I'm like out in the world and I'm just like bringing my heart 
Uh holy and just stepping into experiences that like nourish me and light me up and then it's like okay from that place you fell in love with someone Uh yeah and you know what's crazy I forgot this I used to say my therapist would say aren't you nervous if you have repeat sexual partners or people outside the relationship that you might start developing feelings and I was on such lockdown that I said that is never happening <laughs> and at that time like, like I am not yeah I, I would have been like that would never have happened at that time because my heart wasn't open to it right as my heart became open and available well all of a sudden you realize I could love a lot of people <laughs> really? and then you gotta yeah you gotta start working around it and um and it's we say the three of us say that the abundance of love is not the question. We know that there's no scarcity of love and that we can infinitely love each other and I can infinitely love both of them and neither one of them is insecure around that. Yeah. It really comes down to your time. <laughs> where are yeah. you where are you spending your time and and you know where is your energy going because that's where the that's where the actual relationship mm-hmm. is getting built. And, and that's the piece that we navigate. That's where the intention comes in is communicating, over communicating, saying what you need and want, and then just trusting one. There's so much trust. Yeah, totally. Well, and you know, the, (laughs) like, this is the other thing, um, is that like the heart space connection, like that is the juice. Uh You know, again, it's just like you hear when people I think people have all these misconceptions about open relating and polyamory. And uh, it's like, yeah, sex is great. (laughs) And um, underneath that, it's like really like a heart, a heart opening experience. Uh And um, Angel, Angel and I have uh, started to open our hearts outside of our relationship a little bit you know we're doing really but like really consciously really bite-sized it's super slow right and um you know we've had we've had some sexual experiences like having you know others join us but we have not had like a um sexual experiences apart from each other at this Uh stage you know and we're we're like just not attached so like whatever's gonna happen but the thing that that we've really opened to is actually just explicitly saying like okay like i desire to share heart space with this person. Right. And then we, we actually like have a conversation about it. So it's about, it's, we just like cut straight to like, it's actually just about heart space. Uh And then everything else is like, you know, sort of a, a conversation, but the, um, just being honest about Uh that part has, has, has totally opened so much for me and angel. And it's really had a C where we're just like, okay. Um, you know, again, sex is amazing. We love it. Um, but like what we're actually seeking in the world is, um, spaces where we like get to share our open hearts yeah totally so the the way that my lover and I first started having sex was I was relating to it as this is sexual healing not just that 
Right. Because he's he's also a sex and intimacy coach and holds the space really beautifully. And so what? oh yeah. And I was, this is incredible. And so I was on this really incredible healing journey. And my husband was like, This is so good for you. It just so happens that then I also started getting feelings. And I was like, okay, right. now what do we do? <laughs> yeah. And just being honest about that and not um not blocking it you know because it's like you know I I want people to have whatever relationship agreements are going to actually work for them but when people do this thing that's like don't ask don't tell and like they don't have connection around this stuff I get very suspicious <laughs> you know yeah. the only caveat I would say around that is we for because we went through every iteration oh yeah you did I know and you can actually yeah. so please like challenge me on this I, I, I don't get like people is someone on the way to like what what I have today took every little step every mm-hmm. every possible baby step we could take we took there was no like there was no big breakthrough moment there was no it's like every <laughs> Yeah. Iteration. So we had mm-hmm. that don't ask, don't tell for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I was very uncomfortable with it. And then and then we worked through it and we we brought it to therapy and talked mm-hmm. about, you know, what's actually what's actually underneath not wanting to have these conversations, et cetera. Right. But yeah. You know, on our journey, we had to go through we just mm-hmm. maybe we didn't have to. It was we did go it through. Sta- it was a stage you mm-hmm. went through. Yeah. yeah, totally. And and look, I honor that. You know, because yeah. the, the thing about you is like, it wasn't like you were like, okay, we're just going to be in this agreement and we're going to be in this agreement forever. And this mm-hmm. is how it is. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what we can be a yes to and we can be connected here. And what's next? Like what's what the question really is like, what's the next level of intimacy? Mm-hmm. Cause it is so freaking intimate. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. That's a super well said. Mm, gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Okay. This has just been so, so fun for me. <laughs> me too. I love it. Uh, is there anything else? Um, just like thinking about the whole conversation that we, that we've had today, you know, we've like gone down lots of different rabbit holes, you know, talking about like agreements and like sexual healing and speaking your desire and receiving your desires, being in partnership, polyamory. I mean, we have just shadow work. This one is just really getting all the, all my favorite high notes. Um, But is there anything else that you just want people who are listening to know? there's nothing wrong with you even if it really feels like there is <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my whole thing I'm like god if I had known that there's nothing wrong with this lack of sex lots of sex filthy sex yeah no sex sexless marriage just huh. being okay with where you are that is all that there was so much freedom for me to just be okay finding those moments of, okay, this is okay. This is, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, so gorgeous. Thank you so much for being here. You are such a gift. And um, I just can't wait to see like what else evolves here and what else comes through. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I really acknowledge you for the whole freaking journey. It is extraordinarily exquisite what you have created. Thank you. I receive it so much. You are so welcome. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.